It's summertime, and that means it's time to get outside and enjoy the weather with some crisp, refreshing Bud Lights. Bud Light has the perfect summer lineup with Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange, both brewed with real citrus peels. New and just in time for summer is Bud Light Lemon Tea, brewed with real lemon peels and tea leaves. It's the ideal drink for summer, but it's only here for a limited time, so get it before it's gone. And to really get you in the summer spirit, Bud Light is giving everyone the chance to win the getaway of a lifetime. You can win two tickets aboard a VIP cruise to the Bahamas this summer, featuring a live performance by Jake Owen, and of course, plenty of Bud Light. For a chance to win, simply post your Bud Light summertime photos using the hashtags Real Enough to Get Away and Bud Light Contest on Facebook and Instagram. See BudLight.com slash Real Enough to Get Away for more details. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Julia Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Today's episode is titled Four Weddings and Some Celebrity Real Estate. What could be better? Shout out to our producer, Kaya, for that title and also the inspiration yes. for the rest of this podcast. Great stuff. But it is true. There were four weddings this weekend. Kaya really came through because I was like, how do we turn this into a TLC joke about four weddings? Mm-hmm. It's not a TLC joke. Why do you hate four weddings and a funeral so much? I just was thinking of the TLC show. Okay, four but why can't your reference be four weddings and a funeral just this be- once? Because for I'm, me. Because I'm just being honest with you. <sighs> I thought of the TLC show, Four Weddings. Okay. What is that show? It's a, oh, it's the show that's like on all the time. It's about, um, there's four weddings and each of these women go to each other's weddings and they grade each other on different categories. And then whoever wins gets a free honeymoon. What is winning? Like whoever has the they approval the, of the like, other people? It's a cumulative score based wow, on that food, sounds healthy. dress. It's crazy. It's part of TLC's wedding industrial complex. Okay. It's like been on on frequently. All right. I guess you just don't really mix it up with TLC very often. Yeah, I just watch romantic comedies. Classic romantic comedies that everyone else in my life seems to hate. It's fine. I'm moving past it. All right. I don't think you are, but that's for you to work through (laughs) at a different time. Um, Four weddings. Zoe Kravitz in Paris. Mm -hmm. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner in the south of France. Catherine McPhee in London. And Jackson Brittany from Vanderpump Rules in Kentucky. We're going to talk about all of them. Amazing stuff. Can I say before we get into the specific weddings, these weddings all happened the weekend before the 4th of July, right? So they're not taking up the holiday weekend, but they're setting people up for a full week off. Because presumably, if you travel to one of these weddings, then you're taking the rest of this week off. Yes. This is a three-day week for everyone else. So you're not hogging the holiday, but you're setting people up for nice vacations of their own. I think that's nice. I think it's thoughtful. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's like a nice thing to do, set them up for a European vacation or uh, most of the Vanderpump people went back to LA right after the wedding. Sure. But if you're going to Europe or the UK, it's setting you up for a great like week to 10 days to come. I just think it's better than taking up the July 4th weekend. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I agree with you. Although I don't really care about July 4th. It's just not not my holiday. Do you think that's because of NBA stuff? No, it's just because I never really celebrated. I was always at camp. I just was like always, it just never really like meant anything to me. But I support everyone who, who it does mean something to them and to our country, America. I just support that it's on a Thursday. So you get yeah, Thursday through Sunday. I like, I really support the full everyone taking a vacation. That's I t- what I support. Totally agree. Let's begin with the most, most, uh, Glamorous? Yes. Wedding? I think it's the most glam one. Zoe Kravitz. She got married to Carl Glusman, who she's been dating for quite some time. They've been together for like a few years, I think. I have a question. Yes. Who is Carl Glusman? <laughs> I Googled this this weekend because I saw on Instagram, as I think we all did, okay, all the celebrities are in town for Zoe Kravitz's wedding. You're seeing the photographs and it's Zoe Kravitz marrying Carl Glusman. And I have to be honest, maybe I'd heard of him before and it just fell out of my brain. Sure. 
was not familiar. Yeah, I think I've only really seen him on her Instagram like once in a while and at a few events. She keeps it pretty low key. And and, and as our colleagues will tell you, most of her Instagrams are like thirst traps of yes. herself. And he's not really in them. I, and I support that. You don't have to put your oh, sure. relationship on display. I just kind of, I was so unaware of him that I was like, wait, Zoe Kravitz is getting married. She's in a relationship that's been going on for long enough that she's decided to get married. It is kind of wild. He also looks like an athlete to me, but he's an actor. Okay. But I just feel like he looks like... I also thought he was European when I, when I, he first came across my transom a couple days ago or re-came re across. But no, he's uh, he's uh, from the same place as Kevin Love. In fact, I bet he knows Kevin Love because they're both from Lake Oswego and they're about the same age. Okay. And they've been dating for three years. Well, that's great. Um, he's an actor. He's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. The most notable thing probably from this wedding overall is that Zoe Kravitz, the night before, for her rehearsal dinner, wore white biker shorts mm -hmm. underneath like a, a kind of like a white mesh, or not mesh, like net coverall type of thing. Yes. Very fashion forward with the, the white for bridal. Very Zoe Kravitz, very on brand. She looks great. Very stylish, beautiful. She does look great. So they got married at Lenny Kravitz's home in Paris. Incredible. Incredible sentence. Shout out to them. I, too, would love to be married at my father's home in Paris. Ugh, didn't didn't work out for me. We should also note that a lot of celebrities were in attendance, yes. including the full cast of Big Little Eyes. No, no Meryl. No Meryl. But yes. Reese Witherspoon was there, Laura Dern, Nicole Kidman. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Yeah, I think those are the four. Those are the four. They were all there. Also, they were all, like, gallivanting around Paris, like, tourists, though. Like, mm -hmm. not kind of, like, chic Paris, just, like, regular Paris. Uh, regular tourists, I would say. Except Laura Dern did go to um, Capri before she went to Paris, so she's just really doing it right. Yeah. And she had been in Cannes for the Cannes Lions, as we discussed. And she brought her kids. Yes. And she's been Instagramming just about how her kids are not impressed with her on this European vacation, which is amazing stuff. Seems great to be Laura yes. Dern's daughter. Can we discuss some of the other people who were there? Sure. Donald Glover. Yes. Denzel. Nice. Eddie Redmayne. Okay. That was a weird one to me, but I was like excited. I have like a weird soft spot for Eddie Redmayne based on like absolutely nothing because I've seen almost none of his work except mm -hmm. for Les Mis. But I I just like like him. I didn't see the Stephen Hawking movie. It was this, a tricky Oscar, Oscar movie about yeah. Stephen Hawking. Anyway, I wish him well. Okay. Cara Delevingne yes. with Ashley Benson. Yes, they're, they're dating. Which I didn't know was a thing that's happening. Yeah. It's been a little while for them. Aaron Taylor Johnson and his wife, Sam Taylor Johnson. Right. They're and, like not in my world, but they're like super ringer core. Sure. And then we got to talk about Chris Pine and Annabelle Wallace. So Chris Pine, most of these photos were for the rehearsal dinner. We don't yeah. have a lot of photographic evidence from the wedding itself. Yeah, they really protected that well. Right. But everyone was photographed entering the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, which is probably smart. They probably set up the photo call yeah. to keep them away the next day. And Chris Pine is wearing... A bright blue. How would you describe this blue? Sort of like cerulean. Yeah. Cerulean, little periwinkle, blue, double-breasted suit with tie. And his hair is basically Meg Ryan hair from You've Got Mail. Absolutely. When I saw this picture and I was just scrolling through, swiping through, I thought it was Mark Wahlberg at first. I was just, I, I couldn't recognize him at but all. The, the hair, the... Basically, like Mark Wahlberg's had long hair like this in the past. This is like Elizabeth Warren hair, basically. It's just real. It's also it's Tom Brady hair to me. This looks like Tom Brady mm -hmm. right after he got the hair plugs. Yeah, and so okay. and also similar to Jackson Maine hair, or like in like pretending to be Jackson Maine hair. His hairline is not struggling as much as Jackson Maine hair. 
But th- I think what happens is you get hair plugs and then you have to grow it out to cover yeah. the new stuff coming in. Okay. And so I think that's what we're seeing here. But okay. it's just, he just, uh, his face looks different to me. And then also he's wearing like Carl Lagerfeld style sunglasses almost. And I just like, who is this man? I actually like that he tried. <laughs> I don't know if he's winning. I don't know if he's succeeding, but I like that he went to an event in the summer in Paris and is just like, I'm going to wear a suit. I'm going to be fashion forward. I appreciate it. There was another picture of him where he's wearing like an orange suit. Like he really was going for like summer mm-hmm. dapper guy. Uh, he's also with Annabelle Wallace, who looks so much like Ivanka Trump in these rehearsal dinner pictures. Just the way that they've captured her, not that she actually does, but was she like looking down and it's a kind, it's like a just a, a lovely the, dress that she's wearing. The I love hairstyle it. Style yeah. is very Ivanka. Yeah, yeah, super Ivanka. I thought it was Mark Wahlberg and Ivanka Trump, and I was really confused. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what are we looking at? Another tidbit I like about this wedding, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman was not spotted among the the people at first. Like, their pictures of her came later. I think she arrived after everyone mm-hmm. else. And I think it was on TMZ, it may have been the Daily Mail, where they noted that Nicole Kidman, who dated Lenny Kravitz from 1990 to 1992, has not been seen. Like, as if implying that the reason she wasn't there is because she dated Lenny Kravitz, like, I'd forgotten about 20 that. years ago. Yeah. I loved it, though. That's just a, a great addition from uh, the tabloids. Thank you so much. It seemed it seemed like it was a great affair. This is the wedding that I would like to go to of this lineup. Definitely seems like the most fun. Obviously. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And also Paris. I mean, just wonderful. In the summer, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. I'm eager to see what she chose for her, her actual wedding look. Yes. I, I feel like it'll be similarly fashion forward, and I would love to know. Do you think it'll be a Vogue thing? Oh, interesting. Probably. It's why we haven't seen it. So I assume someone got the exclusive. Vogue had not crossed my mind, but you must be right. Also, of course, Jason Momoa was there since he's married to Lisa Bonet, her Mm -hmm. mother. I just love how, like, her two super famous parents are, like, not even, like, the main attractions for this wedding. Yes, it's true. Good for her. Totally. Love it. All righty. Next, staying in the country of France, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, Redux. They have their kind of ceremonial wedding, whereas the illegal wedding has already occurred in yes, the great state of Nevada. In which you all know about Diplo. Shout out to Diplo, who's really, you know, many things to object about regarding Diplo, but in the last six months, just killing it on social media. And he made a funny joke about how they took away his phone so that he wouldn't spoil the wedding as he did in Vegas, which I thought was funny. He was invited to the wedding? Oh, yeah, he was there. Well, because they've been kind of sniping back and forth on social media about the fact that he was live streaming it. Unless that was a joke. Okay, great. Perhaps it was a joke and I misunderstood. I hope he was there. It speaks better of everyone if he was there. I think so too. Other people who were there, Maisie Williams, maid of honor. Love it. Still with the pink hair. Joe, Priyanka, Kevin, and Danielle. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. One year out, where are you on on the marriage of Joe, of Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra? Should we believe in it? I just haven't thought about it again. <laughs> I just, I really, that's kind of not where, with all respect to the women of Tea Time, I have not really engaged in any Jonas album content or real Jonas content. And so I have not thought about them again. And I guess that means that it's a, it's a normal marriage. So maybe that makes me more liable to believe in it. Also a year, if you make it a year, the first year is the hardest. It's say. true. Yeah. It's true. She's just like, there's a bit of, because of their new album and their their movie on Amazon, there's just been like a lot of Jonas family events. Mm-hmm. And all three wives are dutiful. They're like, just they're around a lot. And I'm just like, okay, that's good for you guys. I hope I hope it's real. I don't know. But um, there's always a lot of 
fanfare around those two. If you watch the Jonas Brothers documentary, it's just obvious that Nick is a bigger dick than the other two. Um, and it's just, and I mean, he's, they credit him for breaking up the band in the first place. Like, it's like, a, it's like part of the movie. Yeah. But just in general, he seems like a bigger dick in general. This is the most available wedding of the, it's not the most available, but well, for, the, for that like, point, yes, the Chateau, which they got married. Yeah. On this current season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they went on vacation. They stayed at this house, the chateau. Right. So it's like pretty. It's a pretty like readily available spot for celebrities and rich people. And just press availability. Like there, I know that most of these photos are like invasive paparazzi photos, but there is a lot of coverage of this wedding, and there always seems to be a lot of coverage of these two couples. I think the Jonas Brothers orchestrate a lot of it. Yeah. That, that's what it seems like. It seems like they are some of those people who are willing to be more in the public eye. So we know more about it. Yeah. I think when you, when you grow up with it, you probably like, well, you think like, well, I'll manage it. Yeah. Instead of just like letting it happen. But that is true. There's no straight on shot of what Sophie Turner was wearing from the night before. There's some photos of her wearing like a long white sheath dress. Mm-hmm. And then there are some like true drone photos that are pretty like, to your point, super invasive right. of her wearing what I consider to be a very 80s style wedding dress with sort of Sleeve, kind of like poofy cap sleeves. Oh, okay. And uh, I think she looks pretty. I, don't, yeah, I just like nice. love Sophie Turner. Yeah, I wish her well. I was watching a Graham Norton clip of her from mm. from the Dark Phoenix Press tour, and she was asked about the wedding in Vegas and kind of that whole thing down. And then she kind of said, you know, what? I'm sorry, Graham Norton was like, but you might do it again, right? And she was like, yeah, we're thinking about it. And so he kind of jokingly to the cameras, like, Sophie Turner's second wedding will be on, like, I think he says July something in the south of France, you know, as a joke. Yeah. And, he, and then he's like, I'm just joking. I was just guessing. And Sophie Turner goes, pretty good guess, actually, <laughs> which is very charming. She played along with it. But even there, I was just kind of like, oh, you are more, of you know, comfortable with these things being in public. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think also... The best thing that happened related to her wedding was her strut through the airport on the way to France when she's wearing, like, just an incredible outfit of kitten heels, straight leg jeans, graphic t-shirt, and, like, a a great blazer while holding her dog and also wearing sunglasses. And she just looks so famous and casual and cavalier. And it was just—it was dope. She's she's comfortable being out there. Yeah. Really like it. I feel like not that many huge celebrities at their wedding. Ashley Graham was there. Yeah, well, they were booked at the other— at the other wedding this weekend. Yeah. I think also we just, they're younger. They're a different generation. So I think maybe what you and I consider major celebrities were at Zoe Kravitz's wedding and then it's possibly a younger generation of celebrities. Ashley Graham is like a very big deal on Instagram. Sure. You know, and I think the Jonas Brothers are a very big deal. Priyanka Chopra is hugely famous. So it's just, it's, she's in the family though. She doesn't count. Okay. But I the mean, fact like, that they celebrity guests. The fact that they didn't have a ton of celebrity guests speaks well of them. Yes, and or they did, and we don't know about it because that wedding is also under exclusive. Yeah, they were trying to cover her with um, umbrellas so that people couldn't get photos from above. Yeah, parasols, I suppose. Yeah. So is that also a Vogue thing? I don't know. I I wonder where it is, but I'm sure it is an exclusive somewhere. She's a Louis Vuitton spokesperson, right? Yes. So, so possibly something tied point. to that. Yeah. Um, I wonder how they spaced those out. Like when, I wonder when they published them and whether the publicists negotiated for being published before or after the other competing weddings that weekend. That's a good question. I'm sure that if they didn't, that Vogue will be receiving some really angry phone calls from one publicist (laughs) because you don't want to get scooped on that stuff. We've got two more weddings to go. Yes. 
We'll talk. Let's just say Brittany and Jax. So I've got some okay. good facts for you sure. about that. Jax facts. Um, <laughs> Catherine McPhee and David Foster got married in London. It was a Friday wedding. And this is the complete opposite of the two that we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. They would be happy with all of the publicity you could possibly give them. Like, literally all of it. There's an Us Weekly spread, or uh, online piece about inside their magical wedding. Magical and, quote, tight-lipped. Which, if that's the headline, is neither magical nor tight-lipped. <laughs> uh, she wore a really nice dress made by Zach Posen and made, like, a weird comment about how it's, like, almost 15 years to the day since he wrote her the song for American Idol. And she's like, isn't that weird? And it's like, no, it's absolutely not weird at all. <laughs> um, this is his fifth wedding. So, well, you know, shouts to him. Okay. She made a big deal about how she wore a rehearsal dinner dress that was blue. And she was like, it's my something blue. Like, okay, cool. Okay. No one's wondering right. about that. All Catherine right. McPhee. And to be honest, I haven't thought about Catherine McPhee in a really long time. So I feel like she used this wedding just to make everyone think about her again. I'm scrolling down. You didn't tell me that Roger Federer was at this oh, wedding. Oh, sorry. Forgot to because tell you. Because like, that is the number one piece of information that you need to tell me <laughs> to get my attention is I'm that sorry. America and Roger were at this wedding. Why? I mean, they do, they're in London right now because of Wimbledon. So convenient for him to go there. Though, Very. I, you know, I don't know. It was Friday. Okay, so Wimbledon started on Monday. That's okay by me. And Roger didn't play till Tuesday. They also went to Pippa's wedding. Do you remember that? Pippa yes. Middleton? Maybe they just like they, a wedding. I guess they just will really go to any wedding that they're invited to, which honestly, if I'm in the country and it's a fancy wedding, I would too. So I can't judge it. <laughs> I don't know. I I like I like weddings. I like if I'm not in them, I like them. I like past hors d'oeuvres. I like dancing. I like an open bar. Yeah. It's like a festive atmosphere. Why not? Sure. Okay. Go Good along for, for them. The ride. Another thing that Roger, that interests me about Roger Federer. Also, he looks great. What a great suit. <laughs> I love Roger Federer, everybody. Okay. Um, Thanks for this interlude. Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking about. You got it. <laughs> no. Um. Sarah Foster and Aaron Foster are also huge deals on Instagram. The daughters of David Foster. Okay. But, you know, this didn't really make it across to me. I feel like the problem with the Foster family is yeah. that the demo for the Foster family is very similar to the demo for the Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Cast, and so I just feel like they, they got shine-blocked on Instagram by Jackson Brittany. Okay. Sorry, I just, I need to follow up that Tommy Haas, who is also a tennis player, was in attendance here. So I just think that they were like the Wimbledon crowd. going through the Wimbledon list, being like, who can we get? Even though Tommy Haas is, I believe, retired. So I don't even know what to say about that. And then also Dr. Phil was there. <laughs> That's okay. Weird. That makes a lot of sense to me. Like okay. A, like a lot. I did the tennis thing is very funny. Tommy Haas is a really random second tennis player to have at the wedding of two random people. I know they're not random, but you know what I mean. I mean, the thing about David Foster is he has like crazy connections because of his career and he's been around sure. so, for so long. True. He's sort of like a, I would expect to see him at like any like old school fancy LA spot essentially. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think it's almost like dumb that he didn't get married in LA. I just feel like it's such his city, but maybe. I guess he just really he needed, needed to be Wimbledon all the crowd. tennis players. Yeah. Yeah. He needed okay. a Wimbledon crowd. And then I feel like, you know, his daughters, Sarah and Erin, are just like very famous. So that's true. They are Instagram famous. But I do truly feel that they got screwed by Jackson Brittany. Okay. Tell me more. David Foster, many people might know him from being married to Yolanda on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. He had two Bravo weddings in the same weekend. Okay, that's so true. I will admit that I was more aware of the Jackson Brittany wedding because of the people in my life, even though Roger Federer was at the other wedding. And someone (laughs) should have told me that. Okay? Someone should have let me know. But anyway, Jackson Brittany, they are married. Tell me more about them. 
A lot of it is just who cares. A lot of it is very okay. like Bravo in circle insider. Mm-hmm. Ken and Lisa made it. Shep from Southern Charm was there because him okay. and Jack's are good friends. But here's just a few things I want to tell you about. Okay, great, thank it, you. It's at a place called the the Kentucky Castle in Lexington, Kentucky. Sure, it looks like it's made of styrofoam, and like it's just like it, the <laughs> the castle itself is so like fake looking. It's okay. just r- ridiculous. Okay, Larry Burkhead was a guest. Okay. I find that incredibly strange. Anna Nicole Smith's baby daddy. What, and like, I just feel like, why was he there? I, I don't know the answer. To be honest, I didn't research. I don't really want to know the answer. Okay. But Larry Burkhead was there. Okay. I want you to know that. Thank you. Next, Jackson and Brittany were supposed to be married. It was supposed to be officiated by this pastor who has been pretty anti-LGBT. Okay. And so they got rid of him and replaced him with Lance Bass. So Lance okay. Bass. Which they don't like have a particular connection to him. Like... I don't know why he was chosen. He like I don't know. Lance Bass had a parking space at our lot for a really long time. Yeah, like, that's true. Is it gone now? I think it's gone. Oh, I don't even know bad. what's up with Lance Bass really. But as a result of him officiating this wedding, he stayed for the reception, where they played "Bye Bye Bye," mm-hmm. and Lance Bass is like doing the "Bye Bye Bye" dance oh at God. Jackson Brittany's wedding. Oh, no. And there's video of it. And yeah, it's, it's on a lot. Instagram. A lot of video of it. Shep from Southern Charm. Have you ever watched Southern Charm, Amanda? I haven't. I can't even get it shut. But anyway, okay. Shep <laughs> captured <laughs> captured this video, and it's just like such an incredible public service. Okay, it just was completely insane. And then I was going through pictures, and there was a lot of content coming out from this Instagram account that I had never heard of called at Girl with No Job. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. I wasn't either. And then I researched this girl. His name was Claudia Oshree. Okay. And I was like, she and her, and this was just sort of like, I felt like I aged a lot of years in internet time. Okay. Remember that brouhaha with um, this girl and her sister who got like some weird like streaming show and then it turned out that their mom was like anti-Muslim and they'd posted all these like anti-Muslim tweets and then the show was like immediately canceled. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I very vaguely remembered it. And then I was like, and I was like, it turns out that's the woman. Like that was who was supposed to have the show and then it was canceled as a result of her mom's anti-Muslim tweets. And for some reason, she's like a major, major content creator at Jackson Britney's wedding and has 3 million followers on Instagram. And I'm just like, what am I missing about the culture here that I just like don't understand? It was just such an Instagram slash reality TV wedding. Mm-hmm. I think it was had like sponsored Svedka vodka and the Bravo cameras were there. Svedka? I like so. Svedka that I drank in, in college. college? Yes, that you were like, oh, should I put it through my Brita and see if it tastes better? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that kind of vodka. Wow. And then uh, Jax and Brittany famously met at Hooters where Brittany was a waitress. And so for the after party, they had like a bunch of like, I don't know if they're actual Hooters waitresses, but it was a bunch of women wearing the Hooters outfit show up to like hang with them or serve them or something. Okay. It was just a lot. It was just super weird. So Brittany though worked at Sir? He met her I forget where, Vegas maybe, out of Hooters. And then he imported her to Los Angeles and got her a job at Sir so she could be on the show. The thing about Britney, though, is that everyone fucking loves her. Everyone in the Vanderpump world. So she has to be dope because people are just, like, obsessed with her. Okay. And I just, I can't even tell you how much time I spent on this. Like, I would say, like, over, upwards of 90 minutes just, like, s- wow. s- looking for Britney well, and Jack's content. Well, so they understand their jobs, and then, I suppose. Which and they is invited that they the right people. This, and then they put it all on Instagram. They understand that they're job in all of this is to be really public about it yeah. and to provide ridiculous stuff for people to talk about. Yeah, and it was just completely okay. completely ridiculous. I don't know if I would have enjoyed this wedding. I know I said I would go to other weddings, but I 
you know, the Svedka and the Hooters is alarming to me personally. I think it would have been with it. It would have been worth it to be within five feet of Lance Bass dancing to an NSYNC song. Okay. I would have liked to see that. I'm sure we can find it online for you. Though, I, you know, I can watch that on Instagram in my home versus going to Kentucky. I would have lost my in, mind were a present for that. Okay. I that's well, that's just, good to know. You know? Mm-hmm. And also the fact that it was this information was delivered to me by Shep from Southern Charm, who's like just... In 10 seconds or less, I would describe Shap as an overgrown, rich man-child with no interest in changing. Okay. But very charming, of course. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you're able to stay that way. Got it. Anyway, that's, those are the weddings. It's just a ton, of, a ton of wedding activity. Congratulations to mostly everyone. To, mostly to Zoe Kravitz and Sophie Turner. Well, I don't know. I'm, congratulations to everyone. I, you know, I hope your wedding works out. Otherwise, what was the point of doing it? You know, sure. you spent a lot of money to do this again in a year. So I hope for you. <laughs> David Foster, and, don't get married again. Yeah. And also, if it doesn't work out, then you're going to spend a lot of money getting divorced. So I wish everybody well. But, you know, and it looks great. And again, I reiterate, if you need a wedding guest in, I don't know, I guess the Los Angeles area. I just, if it has past hors d'oeuvres, let me know. I'm open to it. Okay, we'll get we'll get you there. Okay, thank you. Moving on to our other favorite topic, real estate. Yeah. Two big ones for you. This is, it's, yeah, Architectural Digest, I guess you guys are listening and we appreciate you and we thank you because it's really, it giving, feels like. Particularly giving you, Amanda Dobbins, content. the content you need. Yeah. Which, would you like to begin with Maria Sharapova? Yeah, one? I think that would be good. Let's do, let's start with, you know, composure and then we can devolve. All right. Maria Sharapova mm-hmm. had a very firm hand in designing her Japanese-inspired Los Angeles home with the yes. pool extremely close to the uh, edge of her home. Right. It's a small lot. So she's on the cover of Architectural Digest. and A true bearing of the lead by them this month. Yeah, really. Though I suppose you can't put a video on the physical cover. Anyway, she gave a full tour of the house, and the entire piece— is about how involved she was in the process and how super detail-oriented she was in the process. I'm just reading a quote from the interior designer, Courtney Applebaum. Maria is super perceptive and detail-oriented. There's not a chair or table that came into the house that she didn't analyze, dissect, and discuss. She pays attention to every stitch and groove. So that is code for Maria Sharapova made our life miserable. Not even difficult. She was demanding. And, like, honestly, if I were decorating a house, you don't think that, like, I also would pay attention to every stitch and groove. I would make someone else's life a nightmare to make sure that it gets right. I related to this quote while also understanding what it meant between the lines. I really appreciated them actually not really... I, well, actually, let me, take, let me take your temperature on this. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, I was like, I appreciate how this was written to make it seem like she's definitely in control here yeah. and demanding without yeah. making her seem like some kind of nightmare. Like, I, I think this is, like, kind of fair. And I actually think it's kind of hard to do that with a woman who also has a reputation for yes. being a bitch. I agree with you. I think that they clear they had a lot of people that she worked with talking about that. And yeah. it's better when it's in those people's voices. Totally. You know, because yeah, they like can talk about it. a good journalism job. They got the right quotes here. Yes, exactly. I'm sure that they were supplied directly to them and it was required <laughs> for them to interview these people and talk about how involved Maria Sharapova is because that is how things work. But I thought they did a nice job. The house itself... It's tasteful. I, you pointed out it's a small lot. I'm trying to figure out. I know that she lives on the west side. I mean, they say it's on the west side, but also she did a Grub Street diet fairly mm-hmm. recently and everything was kind of Venice based. What's up with this press tour she's on? 
Uh, well, she has businesses and she's yeah. trying to, you know, make money off of them. Is sure. what I think. I think, you know, her endorsements and it's not like she's playing great tennis. She had to retire from Wimbledon already. So her value and her business are based on her visibility. Right. So, so she, she needs to be out there. I mean, it's true of, of all Do you feel like she's athletes. doing more in the last couple of weeks, though, or a couple of months? I well, like I hadn't thought about her in a while. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of the high tennis season, right? Because the three grands, three of the four Grand Slams, right. the French Open, Wimbledon, and then the U.S. Open are late May. Right now, July is Wimbledon, and then the end of August. Right. So it's kind of when— Peak season. It's peak season. It's when the most attention is on it. And I think she also is making up for lost time in terms of the time that she was suspended. Of course. You know? So of now she's playing forget. again. I will never forget. Let's talk about the pool. Yeah. It's shoehorned in. The pool, like many backyards, you can enter it through a sliding door through like a living room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then many backyards have like a lot of space for you to walk. This this is like one foot from the edge of her home. Like yeah. li- literally. So I I really do think this is in Venice or nearby. This seems like a very small lot. The house yeah. is really vertical. Yeah, so uh, which right. I think they actually do a nice job with. They're also so the gimmick that they have is they have a bowling alley, which seems really random until you think about if it's like a narrow, long house. If the lot's small, then the bowling alley is like what you could fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think that that's probably capitalizing on what was otherwise unusable space. Right. That makes sense. It's like yeah. you can go down, but you can't go out. Right. So I think it's I think it's a small lot, which, you know. That's fine. Maybe she wants to be in the mix of things. I would have a pool rather than not having a pool. So even on a small lot. That's what I'll say in her defense. I'm just not a pool person. I can't, okay. get, I can't get there with you. You're just not a pool person? No. What? No. What? Are you telling me this right now? How? I had the option of going in a what? pool this weekend and I declined. I didn't even consider it, to what? be honest. I, like, I'm actually speechless right now. How am I learning this about you? What does that mean? You love swimming. You love the water. Yeah. And, and you na- natural bodies of water. I'll get in, but it's really just not preferable. That's like one of the reasons. I that mean, it's not pre- I agree that being in the ocean is preferable being in a pool, but that's different than not being a pool person. I'm just, I'm not interested in going in a pool. Like really infrequently do I go in a pool. Okay. Like I, I can go like years at a time without doing it. But like the water and being in a body of water is your happy place. Like I vividly remember Instagrams from you yeah, ha- on vacation last year, like in the in the Mediterranean yeah, in the early morning. The, I, the, the things I know about you are you like you're a morning person <laughs> and you like being in bodies of water. So I just don't. I just never. I just never liked a pool. I don't like anything that feels like um, landlocked, and a pool is just like literally landlocked. I mean, it is. I guess you. I grew up going to a pool. Like that was what you did in Atlanta yeah. in the summer, as you went to the community pool, yeah. you know, and then you just like spent all day in it because it was too hot to be anywhere else. Right. So I have positive associations <laughs> with it. I mean, don't judge me. I'm not judging. I just, I'm working through this new, like really <laughs> shocking piece of information in real time. I'm just trying to the understand. Other, the other thing I was thinking about recently. Okay. Wow. Am I ready for this? It's just, yeah. It's just how expensive pool maintenance is. Oh yeah. That's very true. And it's just, I would rather spend my money on, like, traveling to the ocean somehow, you know? Okay, or being near the ocean, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Sure. Like, like I, and I just, like, a lying by the pool is also not appealing to me. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I, like I said, I'm not a pool person. I If I'm lying by the pool, I'm going in, like, all the time. And I'm probably spending more time in the pool than right. lying in it. And I agree with you. I don't understand 
rich people who rent a house like by the ocean, but then they have the pool right above the ocean and they spend all the time in the pool. I'm like, the ocean is right there. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Like that is I, I feel, feel the same way. That is superior, but you know, I mean sometimes sometimes the, the ocean is they're very large waves. You can't go swimming. My thing is not being able to swim is a fucking disaster for me. I need sure. to be able to swim at like that's the only time I'm happy. That finally, it's swimming weather in Los Angeles, and I would say that my mood has pr- improved like <laughs> one to two hundred percent. It's just because there is the possibility of swimming. So going like on vacation and like being by the ocean and not being able to swim is it like tragedy? I, so I like I having the backup of the pool. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just feel I find a pool makes me feel dirtier than like anything else. I just, I just don't like it. I just don't okay, like pools. That's fine. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, sorry. No, no, I'm not judging. This isn't like a four weddings and a funeral situation. I just am surprised and am kind of thinking through it. It's like another piece of the Juliet puzzle. Sure. And it's a, even for you, an unexpected <laughs> one. And so I'm just trying to get my head around it, but that's okay. You know, you should have the leisure activities that you want. The feeling of, of the freedom of being in a giant space body of salt water. It's just I agree so, with you. It's just where agreed on where are you on lakes? I like lakes a lot. Okay. I'm anti-lake. I like it. I just like a natural body of water. But I don't know what's at the bottom of the lake. I know right. what's you at the bottom of the one. pool. Yeah. You need a deep one. So you I never know come the pool's regulated. It. The lake, it's just been sitting there and I don't know how long and I don't know what's growing in it. And I, I don't know when there are gonna be like slimy things touching me. Sure. Either from like in living in the lake or at the bottom of the lake. Similarly to like the pool thing, I grew up going into ponds on Cape Cod mm-hmm. and then in the lake at mm-hmm. camp. So I'm just sort of like, cool, whatever. Let's go, let's go for it. Let's yeah. out, let's get to the middle of this thing. Because the, the point of a lake and a pond is always, uh, in my opinion, is always to go to the middle and like just like be in the middle of the lake and like hang, have like okay. some kind of floaty with you. Or okay. Go to the dock, jump off, get back on. So it's it's actually about avoiding the bottom of like the gross mud at the bottom okay. of a lake or a That's, pond. I'm just stressed out. <laughs> I just like don't want something to jump from the, okay. All right. So this was edifying. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'll be thinking about this tonight when I go to sleep and that's okay. I think it's I thought you knew. It's important you knew. to learn things about people. You know, you don't want a relationship to stay the same over time. <laughs> so I think that's okay. I want to do one more thing on, that was unbelievable. That was an amazing five minute segue or aside. <laughs> I've really thrown you off your game. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So I have one more Sharapova thing before we go. <laughs> to my happy place, which is just, she has a guest house. I mean, sorry, she has a guest room that doubles as an office, which is like the number one way of saying, I do not want guests. Please don't stay with me, which I really, I have respect. I like that it's clear, you know? Yeah. It's like, I I have a guest room, but I'd really rather use it as an office, which is a, just a very clear code for, I'd really rather you find another place to say. You know what? It's important to know what you want. And to be clear about it, even if you're Maria Sharapova. <laughs> Lay your boundaries out there. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Time to move on to your top topic of 2019, most likely. Yes. More from Architectural Digest, this time in video form. A guided tour of Mark Ronson's home, guided by Mark Ronson. This was just published on Monday, and it came to my attention today. And I... I actually had to gather myself before watching it. I was just like, I need to be calm and rational about this because as we all know, I love Mark Ronson. I just, I find him very handsome and charming and I like his work and he seems to, you know, live in the world in a way that's interesting to me. And then he has what is quite literally my dream Los Angeles house. 
Like, if I could pick any style of house with any features, like, in any neighborhood to live in, this is what I would pick. We are taking Leonardo DiCaprio's, like, house (laughs) off the board, and it is, in fact, Mark Ronson's house, and that has nothing to do with the occupant, although the occupant is, like, a very nice uh, addition. It's a nice amenity. But this house is amazing, and it's, it's, so it's a beautiful Spanish-style house. It was built in the 20s, like, in the hills-ish of Los Feliz. I'm guessing it's above Los Feliz Boulevard, don't you think? Yeah, That's what it looks like? Yeah. And it has, like, the original tiling, and it still has the molding and the arches and all the nooks and crannies, and parts of it have been updated. Like, the kitchen is immaculate. The, the kitchen, kitchen's amazing. Kitchen is like a Nancy Myers kitchen, but it still fits in the house. And the bathroom has, like, a beautiful steam shower, but, you know, it still has the old kind of archways and, like, the archway, like, tiny bookshelves. It's still— A lot of character. Just like Mark Ronson. So much character. While just being immaculately restored. And then I think the decor is interesting and good. I like it. I love the zebra wallpaper. Yeah. Which, Fucking love. Also, which is in like five rooms yes. in the house. He just committed to like a bright zebra wall. It's like a bright yellow. I guess there's blue in the dining room and... It's really nice. Also, the yellow in the kitchen. The back of it. Did you ever watch Indian Summer, um, the BBC show? No, it's on my list. The back of his house from the from the lawn or from the backyard looks like one of the homes in that show, which I think is kind of funny. Um, but like in a really good way, like it looks kind of wild in the back, which I like. Yeah. Los, the the hills of Los Feliz are like that, and I just like hate an overly manicured backyard. Yes, and it just seems like lived in, but also really really nice. He has immaculate taste, which is really I does. mean you could tell from his yeah. work and like his job is basically finding talented musicians and having them, helping them have good songs. Like, that's what he does. So he has taste. We know that. But to see it manifested in the real estate form is really, uh, it's overwhelming for me. He starts the video with a great joke where he's, like, showing off his art. He's like, this is from some random artist. Yeah. Just kidding. It's Keith Haring. It's, like, the most obvious Keith Haring thing ever. He has jokes throughout. He makes it, like, when you go to the fourth room with the wallpaper, he's like, well, we got a discount on the wallpaper, clearly. Very charming. Some other highlights for me is that he notes that he's literally never eaten in the dining room, which is true of every person that I know who has, like, a separate dining room. I don't know if it's true of every people, but if you have a separate dining room, a formal dining room, when does that get used? Like, very infrequently. Never. He keeps all of his awards in a little bookshelf that is actually a sliding door. Yeah, well, it has a sliding door from Prohibition Days. Incredible. So he, like, shows you all his Grammys and Oscars and then slides the door away to look at his, I don't know. And it's basically like a junk drawer in there, which is very charming. Uh, There are some built-ins, which he uses for records. I would use them for books, but whatever. What can you do? I... Love this house. I think the pool is lovely, Juliet. It's nice. Okay, whatever. What is do you think? AstroTurf around it? I think it is, right? It is, yeah. I like that touch, actually. It's nice, and also you don't have to mow it, which is great because— Ego-conscious. That's loud. And the guest room looks lovely. The only thing the I— The patio. The only thing I don't like is, like, the blue padded walls. I love the colors blue that he has throughout. I yeah. Like a, I like, a, uh, like, a real color in the bedroom mm-hmm. more than just white. But he also has, like, these old padded walls that I think he, like, thought was, like, funny to keep. I'm not crazy about that. I don't like the carpeting, yeah, like the carpeting in the either. bedroom. But I do, like, he, like, left the Beatrix Potter wallpaper that the really previous cute. tenants had used, like, for their kid, for their nursery. Really, it's really cute. great. I would just 
love to live in this house and not just because it's Mark Ronson's house. It's really fantastic. I recommend all 10 minutes of this video. 10 plus. I think I did a good job of staying relatively even keeled while talking about this, right? Relatively speaking. I would, that was not the experience watching it. He gives so much credit to the artists that he works with, which I also like really adore about him. I just think it's really, really sweet. And he gives so much credit to the trifecta of Amy Winehouse, Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga, and of course, my beloved Bruno Mars. Yes. And I just think that's like awesome. I don't know. I, not that it should like be a surprise, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's very sweet how connected he seems to be to the artists he works with and like how much he respects I them. I think you understand watching this why so many, why Mark Ronson is who he is and why so many people want to work with him. He's got great he's, taste and he's kind. Yes. And also very handsome and stylish. I think this is like among the best looks he's trotted out in the last four I years. Was, I've been talking a lot about like the short sleeve knit polo and how that's Don a, Draper to it's me. a real look that I enjoy. On, yeah. And here he is with the little Argyle. This is fantastic. This is really great content. Thank you to Architectural Digest for how giving do, it to me. How do you feel about his accent? Mm, I mean, it's I, I weird, blame, but I'm blame used it. to it. Also, it's like now. he's also lived a lot of places. Right. I'm trying to think of who... There was someone else recently who was like, I don't really, who is, was born in the UK and has lived in the US for a while and kind of has that same, you, is it, it adapts Ricky? after a while. Is it Ricky, our producer of Big Little Live? No, but Ricky also <laughs> does have that a bit. You know, it, things do, you do adapt to the environment that yeah, you're in. Yeah, of course. This one is particularly, he has like male vocal fry. That's what it is, more than the actual accent. You're right. You're right. But that's okay. I, we don't judge people for their voices. No, we don't. Okay. We judge them for their wallpaper choices, and Mark Ronson has passed with flying colors. A plus. A plus stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will be back. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Have a great 4th of July. Enjoy. Enjoy. 